Okay, here we go. Podcasting. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the We Do Podcast. I'm Megan. And I am Luke. Welcome back. We were always here, but not recording. Do you want to share a little bit of information about what's been going on while we stopped recording? Uh, I did not want to do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped uh, having fun with it because I sort of felt... There were a couple reasons, but I sort of felt that it... uh, We were, like, searching a little bit for... uh, like recording chemistry. I think we have a lot of in-person chemistry and I think that we have performative chemistry uh, when... Live and in-person? Right. And that uh, doing the recordings, it was like hard to hit on it and it like made me frustrated. So if you listened to it before, you probably noticed that I did not enjoy doing them. (laughs) So, since this was a podcast about both of us, we decided to end it. I think part of uh, part of it was also we we stopped recording for a few weeks, and then the election happened in November, and we both spiraled into a deep depression, and uh, took a while to kind of crawl out of that. Yeah, it didn't feel like uh, appropriate. Yeah, or like anything that I wanted to say at that point, like seemed relevant to yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah. It felt very frivolous to talk about our wedding at that point. Um, and we could have talked about serious stuff, I guess, but I didn't really want to do that either. Like, I didn't really know how to do that at that point. Yeah. We're still processing. So, but uh, we are coming to you live on Sunday, May 7th. We just found out that Emmanuel Macron won the French election. So at least somewhere there's a slight majority of sane people voting so it's possible that the world is not ending who knows you might be listening to this uh from the future the new era of unbridled uh opportunity and happiness or this might be on a list of the like stuff that you listen to to hear about the decadent past (laughs) And how uh, this is these are the the people that led us down the wrong path, and that's why we take drugs to suppress our emotions. Oh God, we're watching Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Highly recommend. Luke has only seen one episode so far. I've seen. I'm caught up. So it's uh it's great and it's terrifying. That that drug thing is also the plot of a uh, of a. I think it's a. Christian Slater movie. Oh no, that uh, can never be good. It was it was like a, a Matrix uh, contemporary um, about a future that was totalitarian. Everyone takes drugs to suppress emotion, and like logic and reason are paramount. Uh, and the lead guy, who was either Christian Slater or Christian Bale or somebody like that, someone named Christian, obviously, was part of the police force. Uh, and their big thing was... Future it, crimes. They combined uh, guns and martial arts. Oh, no. That was not where I was hoping this was going. So it's all, it's all like, a weird thing about, like, uh, doing martial arts, like, stances and poses. Uh, while shooting people? While shooting. And it's all, like, uh, 
a discipline created by computers where like based on your assessment of the like where you are and the threats around you then you just like shoot where it's very likely that people are. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it that is sounds a, awful. I forget what the movie is called, but it is incredible. Oh my god, this sounds awful. It came out uh possibly like 2 weeks after 9/11, so nobody saw this movie. Yeah. Uh Probably for good reason. It's wild. <laughs> okay, so what have we done wedding-wise? What we left off with you teasing the fact that we we're going on our tasting every yes. friggin' week for like Eight weeks talking about how the tasting was coming up. Do you want to fill people in on how the tasting went? Guys, we did our tasting. Oh my God. <laughs> Crazy. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we went up to the venue. My parents flew from California. Your parents met us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed being able to like share that with them because we you know, have taken the lead on doing a lot of our own stuff. We like, you know, we wanted to plan a lot of it for ourselves and uh it was good to be able to like share this with them, especially for my parents who are like uh on the West Coast, so it's a little bit harder for them to be involved like planning everything. Yeah. And it was great. I the feeling I had the entire time cuz we essentially did the same tour with our parents that we did initially when we went to look at the venue in the first place. And, um, it really just gave me like all the positive feels. I just felt so great about our decision. It like made me so confident in like, we made the right choice, uh, which felt great. I was, I was riding high. The food that we chose, I mean, their food in general, really good. And the food we chose Totally worked out. Like, I don't think we changed anything after we did the tasting. No. We? the Well, we changed, like, one of our breakfast options, which we didn't try, but just from talking right. to the chef, they were like, well, waffles get soggy when they're on buffet. We right. could make crepes. And I was like, crepe sound. Perfect. Uh, yeah, we didn't change any of the dinner items. I think we said, I think we gave them more creative license, which I don't know if they'll take or not to say, like... If there are more seasonal ingredients and you want to like swap stuff out in the salad or what or the risotto or whatever, feel free. Right. Yeah. If it's uh, like on the menu, it's listed as like risotto with blah blah blah. If they find something that's yeah of the of the season and like looks good at the time, it's okay to yeah. change it. Like I think we picked an, a risotto that had asparagus in it, which asparagus is not in season in July. Right. So I was trying to be like, we picked this one because it sounded like the best out of all the options, but feel free to just make a summer risotto, whatever that is to you. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think the tasting went great. It was nice to get the fams together. Mm-hmm. Driving upstate, lots of Trump signs. Oh, yeah, that was a little disheartening. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of Bernie signs, I guess. By a lot, I mean like five. Well, you don't also pass that many houses, so it's right. sort of like when you do Relative pass a house... Relative to the amount of houses there are. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think it went really well. It was also in the fall, so the only times we've... We've only been up there twice, and both times it's been in the fall, so everything is... Uh, like, there are no leaves on the trees and that kind of stuff, but it's still... Uh, both times we had a great impression of the place and like we would be fine uh, getting married with it looking how it looked when we saw it. But we know like going in the summer, it's going to be 
Uh, even, even better. More, like everything's going to be alive. It's going to be great. Yeah. Green, hopefully past uh, allergy season, which we are in the throes of right now. Right. And uh, I think that's not a time when uh, they have a lot of deer. Oh, I have no idea. I think they have they had the most deer in the fall, like when we've been there. Yeah. Uh, one thing to consider when you're doing weddings, like sort of out there, you're having a nature nature-ish place. Uh, is for example, if you're there at the time when deer are there, there's a lot of deer poop everywhere. Yeah. So we discussed that. We were like, oh, are we gonna have to find out if they like you know clean the field of the deer poop before the guests like go and sit there for the ceremony but it seems like we won't have that problem so that's yeah. good side note this is completely off topic but uh our neighborhood often has uh animal poop around that has not been cleaned up by pet owners uh you're and, talking about here in brooklyn yeah in our neighborhood when i walk the dog i uh i often will see poops uh just on the sidewalk or like on the um grassy area next to the sidewalk uh i i saw i saw a guy take a shit on our block once oh yeah that was pretty fucking disgusting yeah um i thought about it recently and i think some of those poops are raccoon poops oh that could be of course no one's gonna pick them up because there's no pet owner it's just a big fat raccoon yeah i mean that could be I'm going to circle back to the guy taking a shit. So uh, it was after, I think I came home from work early, maybe. uh, And I didn't see him shitting. I just saw this guy, like, he was clearly, uh, like, homeless. There's, we have had uh, the, this one same guy, like, periodically come back to our street and, like, hang out there and sleep there. Uh, This was... Not that guy, but, like, you know, similar... Similar situation. Yeah. And I just, like, turned the corner and was walking up the block, and I saw him, like, uh, the the last third of him pulling his pants up. And he, like, didn't even really walk away. He went, like, a house or two down. And as I, as I caught up and I walked by, I was like, oh, that's a really enormous shit on the ground. And it's fresh. Yeah, I don't understand. And, like, perhaps it's just, like, I have never had these experiences, but, like, do store owners refuse these people entrance? Like, you can't, like, go poop in a Starbucks bathroom? It could be. I don't know. Oh, definitely, like, something like a Starbucks, I feel like. Yeah. It's very... But, like, we live next to, like, a public cemetery. There's no public bathrooms over there. I don't know. Maybe I, not. Yeah, I don't I've, know. I've never tried to go to the bathroom in there. Uh, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge this guy. I don't know his life, but I just wish he wouldn't shit on our street. True. This is a great wedding podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. What else do we have that we've done since the tasting? We've done a lot. I feel like so. Uh, let's see. I picked my tux. Mm-hmm. We, I'm going to rent from theblacktux.com. Uh, I chose it because they have, like, a little bit of a wider variety of styles. Like, you don't have to pick just, like, I'm wearing a black tuxedo. I Although have. the name is a little bit disconcerting. The black tux makes it seem like it's a very straight, straight and narrow situation. Sure. 
So the I guess the competitors are like Black Tux, Generation Tux, and Menguin. Those are the three like online only Tux rental places. Uh, Black Tux is the only one where you can rent uh, true French cuff shirts, which is very important to me because I want to be very snazzy. And you are very snazzy. Uh, they, I think all of them have uh, what's it called like convertible shirts where it's a normal like button barrel cuff, but it will you can put in cuff links, and I did not want that. <laughs> this is a wedding. It is my wedding, and I'm going to have a real French cuff shirt. Yeah. If you're going to wear a tux, which you've maybe never worn before, is that true? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. And you've worn a French cuff shirt with your regular suit many, many times. So I feel like it's sort of like, if you're going to dress up the suit, like, why would you dress down the shirt? And that's the one thing that... is sort of like that that's one of our one of my like indulgence things like this is a this is my one time so i'm gonna wear a french cuff shirt with cufflinks because i want to feel fancy yeah and you look great yeah so we pick this place uh the black talks they they have like a lot of really interesting suit options um and they do like a home try on thing so we ordered what we thought was the kind of tux that Luke wanted, which was this like midnight blue um, tux with black uh, shawl collar lapels uh, and got it. And it fit beautifully, but you did not like it. Right. I was uh, I was thinking it was supposed to be brighter blue and it was very close to just black. Like, I guess I should have been clued in by the fact that it was called midnight blue, but the it was almost the same as the black lapels and then i found out later uh from steve dyer our mc extraordinaire that it's supposed to be that way it's supposed to be very dark so that in pictures it looks black because black tuxes in pictures uh are shiny so they pick up the flash and they don't look black so Midnight Blue is designed to absorb the flash and look black. Very interesting. Yeah. But not what you were looking for. No, once I found that out, I was like, oh, that's a purpose that I don't care about. <laughs> so I mean, I want it to look good in pictures, but I don't want it to look black. So we were watching uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the TV show, and there's an episode about the... The Santa Ana Winds. Yeah, the Santa Ana Winds, where they have a guy who personifies the Santa Ana Winds. Frankly, not their best storyline, in my opinion. I really did not like that character. However... Sorry, Rachel Bloom. I mean, we I, we love the show, but, like, we hated that character. But the character wore the exact suit that Luke was looking for. So I did a little internet sleuthing, and by internet sleuthing, I mean I took a screenshot, I posted it on Instagram, and I tagged the costume designer from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and she private messaged me and told me where she bought it, which was not helpful, because... <laughs> She bought it. It was essentially like a like an imported like cheap Chinese tux, and she was like, "You're never gonna find this again." Like I got it at a hole in the wall place in the middle of L.A. So uh, good luck. But the fact that she messaged me was like super nice. Yeah. So uh, that was not helpful, but it was uh, exciting. <laughs> I ended up picking a blue pin dot tuxedo, so it has really tiny white dots on it. It lightens up the blue, so when you're far away, it not far away, like three or four feet even, it gives the look of what I was hoping, what I had in mind when I ordered the midnight blue one. Yeah. 
and the dots when you're up close, I think, are like a fun element. Yeah, it's interesting really that it's small. different when you get close. Yeah. So uh, we were able to go to a Black Tux like, pop-up location and try a couple. So that one is what we settled on. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. So, like, if you're in a major city, they have a bunch of uh, in-person locations where you try on all their suits and they fit you um, to make sure that you're getting the right sizes. And then you place your order online, either there or at home. So it's not like you're picking up the tucks there or anything. Uh, but they were super helpful. I've been, like, really, really pleased with some of our more recent vendor interactions I know we'll talk about, like, flowers and stuff later, mm-hmm. um, but when I got my, uh, when I got my, um, wedding dress altered, uh, Write that down. Flowers. Talk about later. Okay. When I got my wedding dress altered, it was, like, such a smooth experience, and, uh, despite the fact that the lady, like, somewhat called me fat, but all that aside... It was a very pleasant experience. They, like, got everything done very quickly. It was, like, very professional. Um, I only needed to go twice, uh, and it was very reasonably priced, and I was super excited. I was like, I did not think that getting this done in New York City was going to be this cheap. The guy at uh, the Black Tux pop-up basically called me, like, not stylish. Because he wanted me to, he wanted me to wear the like black and white loafers. Well, you were also being pressured from both sides to wear the regular loafers and to not wear the to wear those fancy loafers. Well, I'm sharing because you said the lady calls you fat. Oh yeah. So the guy was like, "You should wear like these are really like stylish and fashion forward. It's 2017. Wear these loafers. They're awesome." And but yes, the other, the lady that was there was like, "This is a wedding. That's crazy." Yeah. Yeah, my lady was, like, Eastern European, and I'm kind of used to that, like, type of bluntness from people who are just, like, culturally different, where talking about another person's body is not, like, making a judgment. It's just, like, stating a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had to take out the lining, like, half an inch uh, on, on the underside of my dress, uh, and she was, like, patting my stomach and being like, you try to lose some of this weight, okay? Uh-huh. Oh. Nigel heard something. Uh, I've heard feedback. I've heard audience feedback about Nigel. He is a dog. He's not a cat. Yeah, I'm not sure how people. I mean, I can see how people who've never met him might think he's a cat, but like, does his movements? Because he or yeah. his little here he comes shakes. Here he comes. Hi, Nigel. He just pads around. Like oh, people only hear him just padding around. So yeah. it sounds like a cat, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to talk for the people? He doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to do it on command, so this is fruitless. But <laughs> he's he can I can shake his little collar here. Okay, that's probably very loud in their headphones. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Uh so yeah, that was uh that was a good experience. I was not all that offended. It's not the first time I've been called fat. <laughs> uh it probably won't be the last, but um I was just pleased with like the quality and like professionalism level that we've been seeing yeah um yeah so flowers so my uncle is a florist uh he has a flower shop in agawa massachusetts if anyone is interested uh it is floral concepts by tom um he uh has graciously offered to do our flowers um and we met with him in march 
uh, we went to his house to discuss like um, what we needed, what our vision was, and since both of us are very sort of uh, flower um, novices, I would say. Like, we're not really, like, we don't know anything about flowers. We don't have a specific vision about flowers for the day. Right. Um, I don't, like... You gonna take his collar off here? Yeah. Okay. I don't have, like, any specific ideas. I have a few, like, that would be cool ideas. But we have a very, very, very small budget um, for flowers. It's, like, really at the bottom of the, the list. So we're pretty realistic about the fact that, like... We don't necessarily, we aren't necessarily going to get a lot. Right, um, our, our, it wasn't high on our priority list, so we allocated uh, a smaller amount, and we're kind of fine with what we're going to end up with, but he's he's uh, making us feel really good about the fact that, like, he'll take the money we have and do something really good. Yeah, so it was, like, probably the most positive of our vendor experiences so far. I felt, like, totally seen and heard. Uh, we, like, went really in-depth into, like, what the day is going to look like and how the, like, venue is laid out and what our expectations are. And we were very much, like, you know, be creative, like, run with it. We trust you. Um, and I came away feeling like I don't, like, I don't need to, like, do anymore. Like, he'll handle it. It'll be great. Like, it'll look beautiful. He's going to bring all the flowers with him because he's coming for uh, the weekend. So he'll get there like on Friday. Um, so he's going to bring all the flowers with him and make them all on site. So he'll have like a firsthand look at, you know, where he thinks flowers need to go. And then he can build, you know, pieces for each of those locations. So it's not like he'll have like preset stuff when he gets there that he'll have to find places for. Right. Which I think is great. It's a good way to, to do it. He did a very good job of... Uh providing good uh like suggestions or structure when it became clear that when he would ask like do you have specific flowers you need to have or like what do you definitely need to have your bouquet look like which i guess people have strong opinions about but when like when he could tell that we did not have strong opinions about any of this stuff then <laughs> like he i think he did a good job of then like supplying ideas that we could react off of yeah so like we're gonna have four long tables in the reception space um so i was thinking like it would be really nice to have like, which was his idea yes but we were going to previously have like rectangular tables so it still would have been like sh shorter but um tables where i wanted like a, a runner of like greenery or um, herbs or, or something along that lines to sort of make it feel cohesive. Um, so that was my only like idea. And even if he didn't do that, I would still be fine with it. Yeah. So I'm trying to be like very flexible and open and like you, there's no way you can disappoint me because I have no preconceived notions about what this is going to look like. Well, especially for like, there's not a lot he's going to be able to work with, you yeah. know, but yeah. he still made us feel like it's going to be great. Yeah. It's nice to have that, that kind of like attention put towards you. Even though like everybody knows this is not like his biggest account. I know. Although we were trying really hard to be like, we don't have to do bouquets. Like I'm fine if there were no bouquets. 
uh, we don't have to do corsages, like, we don't have to do boutonnieres. Like, none right. of that stuff is, like, super important to us. And he was like, absolutely, you must have bouquets. Right, he and suggested like, a bunch okay. of things. <laughs> he suggested a bunch of things that we were like, I don't care if we have that. He was like, I'll make it. Yeah, so, like, we were trying to be like, you can funnel this budget into the reception space if you want. And he's like, no, we have to do all these other things. And I was like, okay, whatever. You're the boss. You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I'm trying to think if we have had any other vendors that we've worked with the past, like, six or so months. Um, not recently, because a lot of the people that we have, like, the... Um, Oh, I thought of one. The venue covers most of it since, like, she is the point person for, you know, the ceremonies there. All of our people are going to stay there, and she coordinates the reception. So, like, yeah. that that covers a lot of it. So, I got hair and makeup people. So, I got... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I was not planning on getting anyone to come and do professional hair and makeup. That was not, like, in the budget. Um, it would be nice because I am not the most adept at hair or makeup for myself. Um, and I'd be relying really heavily on my sisters, uh, who, you know, they can do hair and makeup just fine, but maybe I didn't really want to put that pressure on them. So I felt like if I could come up with the funds, it would be nice to do hair and makeup, uh, professionally. So I ended up getting a bonus cause I'm a boss. Uh, yeah. woo woo girl, bo- hashtag girl boss. Uh, actually, I, I don't want to hashtag that because that's probably actually really bad, right? I understand that that show is bad. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Hashtag lady boss. Um, so yeah, I got a bonus and I decided that I was going to use part of that to pay for someone to come in and do hair and makeup. And I found, um, two separate people who, uh, work together often. One's going to do all the hair. One's going to do all the makeup. And we went to their house in Schenectady, and uh, I got a trial, and it was really fun. And I brought my mom, and I had a good time. So I'm confident that it's going to work out great. I was very pleased with the results, so. And your person is going to do makeup for me, too. Yeah, I have to ask her about that. <laughs> I haven't oh, talked to her about it yet. About it? So... I mean, it should be like five to ten minutes they'll just powder you up right i know that it's uh sort of unconventional so i that's why i brought it up but uh being someone that uh has done like theater stuff and for my work i do video stuff like it doesn't your regular face just doesn't look good (laughs) like people like of course that means everybody's face looks fine but my point is like to uh, walk down an aisle when everybody's looking at you, when, like, our number one priority was the pictures and yada, yada, yada. Like, uh, I definitely uh, know that it's good to have at least, like, a very tiny amount of makeup to just sort of, like, even your face. And same thing as the, like, the tux thing. Like, make sure that your face doesn't reflect light back. Yeah. So, yeah, it should be just, like, five minutes yeah so i'm not concerned that she'll be like no i'm too busy that's why i like i forgot to talk to her about it uh it seems uh unconventional i guess or like most men will not be doing this but whatever i like don't have a problem i kind of feel like i kind of feel like just everybody should wear makeup in general too (laughs) i don't think you should apologize for it you're doing what you want to do i'm not concerned you shouldn't be concerned i mean the 
obviously the flip side of that, like I think everybody should wear makeup. Also, you and I, neither you nor I wear makeup. No. <laughs> I almost never wear makeup, which is part of the reason why I'm hiring a professional to do my own because I do not have the skill or the equipment necessary to make myself look great for pictures. But I think my face looks pretty nice without makeup. And I think so too. It's not, uh, it's not something that I feel is necessary in day-to-day life. In college, I briefly looked into the burgeoning uh, field of men's makeup. Nigel is eating his plastic bone. Nigel, really? We're it's, recording. It's got a lot of plastic nubbins on it, so it makes a lot of noise when he's running his teeth over. It's supposed to be good for his dental health. Yeah. Uh, at that time, it was like right when people were thinking like, oh, we're going we're gonna to really bust open this market for makeup for men so like there were a couple of products that were really expensive and i like looked at them and decided not to because they were too expensive and then it didn't get off the ground yeah i wouldn't judge you either way if i had like splurged for it yeah if you wear makeup and i didn't wear makeup i feel like that would be fine yeah you're not gonna use like blue eyeshadow no you're just gonna use like concealer Right. I would just use something so my my face looks the same, like, from spot to spot. Yeah. Shade-wise. You'd use a nice foundation. Sure. Possibly a, possibly a, a blender. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get, I didn't get too far into it, so I don't know the terms, but I think both of those seem right. <laughs> so what else we got? Uh, you want to talk about your, uh... You want to talk about the cheesecake? Did we, oh, yeah. We've talked about it before. Oh, I we've think. talked about yeah. it before. So I've been making, I've been DIYing this uh, uh, faux cheese wheels. Uh, I've done two out of the three so far. The third one is almost done. Uh, I feel pretty good about them. It's hard when you're so close to the project to, like, really determine if it looks like cheese. Because, like, you know, there are so many different varieties of cheese, like... You're never going to make it look exactly like this particular, like, uh, I don't know, um, like Vermont Creamery is like Bon Bouche. Like, I can't make it look exactly like that, but I can kind of take the tenets of like this kind of rind and this kind of coloring and et cetera, et cetera. So Vermont Creamery Bon Bouche is delicious. Yeah, I know. It's Luke's favorite cheese. It's too, it's too much for me. Uh, but if you like a stinky cheese, you'll probably like bambouche. Uh, Ash rind, it looks like a brain. Yum. Yeah. So I've been trying to like take the ideas of these different, the way that cheese looks once it's complete, uh, and put them in. But I really think I need a, like a neutral third party to tell me if they look good enough to display or if we should just nix it and put out like the full like, top tier, and that's it. Oh, I definitely think they're good enough to display. Oh, I mean, I'm worried that, like, everybody who's close to the close to the project is uh, uh, telling me that they look good, and then in a year or two, they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you did those. They look so terrible. No, no, no. That's Nigel drinking his water. Hey, buddy. Can you stop? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they look good. I think they look like cheese wheels. I think... There is a combination of factors. Number one, they look like cheese wheels. Number two, uh, not like almost nobody has seen real cheese wheels. Also, like outside of you know, like going to a Whole Foods or something. Mm-hmm. So it's not like everyone is an expert on 
Like, they're not going to look at your cheese wheels as if they're, like, the Marvel movies. They're like, well, this part and over here and actually... I know, but I don't want them to look and be like, clearly those bottom three are fake. Oh. I mean, I don't think that's going to... I don't think that's going to be true. Okay. Well, we'll have to we'll have to see. I'm hoping that the lighting will be a little dim. Mm-hmm. That will help. So... We can mandate that. If we can mandate dim lighting? Mm-hmm. We'll see. There's windows that you can't really mandate that the sun go down. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Um, so I feel good about them, but I feel like I need like a random person that I've never met to, to give me the okay that they actually look like cheese wheels. Yeah. We've been meeting with Becky, uh, who's going to officiate for us. Don't throw that. He'll, go, he'll run all the way out there. Nigel's in a playing mood. Of course he is, because we're sitting on the floor with him. Yeah. There he goes. Bye. He's grabbed this toy that looks like a gorilla. And he is off with it. Uh, We've been meeting with Becky, who's our officiant, to yeah. build our ceremony. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, we're I've, writing the whole thing. Have I've we talked tr- about that on here? Uh, I don't think we've gone into detail about it. Yeah, probably not. So we're, yeah, we we don't have, neither of us are, like, very tied to specific traditions about a wedding ceremony that like we definitely need to have blah 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 well we definitely want to have exchange of rings (laughs) that was important but i think everything else we were was up for grabs right but um yeah it's been really fun to kind of research like different traditions and figure out how we can make it as egalitarian and feminist as possible and still have it feel like very ceremonial like, I want it to be personal, but I don't want it to be too casual sounding, you know? Like, I want it to right. feel, like, uh, weighty in a way. I want everyone to cry. That's my goal. <laughs> I'm writing every line with the idea that everyone's going to cry. Um, but, yeah, I already wrote my vows, which I'm pretty stoked about. Luke so, will write them the night before. <laughs> that's our styles. Yeah. So, our like, it's going to be not, like... Uh, and now they've written their own vows. It's sort of a, uh, like, it's a part of the ceremony that we chose to take out and then we'll write it. Like, it's the, I think it's called, like, the dedication or something, where basically it's your pledge to each other. Yeah, it's all so your it's, promises. Right. It's not as much of a, like, free-form, uh, like, monologue situation. Yeah, we're not going to tell our live stories. It's going to be, like, like, six to eight promises to each other. That's it. Right. Um, so yeah, I already wrote mine because I'm an overachiever. It'll come to me. That's how <laughs> these things go. Uh-huh. When will it come to you? You never know with writing. Uh-huh. We'll see. But you got to be ready. You got to be in the ready position. <laughs> so when something strikes, you're prepared to put it down. Mm-hmm. So that's been... That's how I came up with sketches. My favorite, my favorite sketch that I wrote was... Uh, I was in the elevator, and I was just, like, thinking about something else. What sketch was that? The uh, high school reunion, and every, the the lady is the, uh, like, actress in New York, and she goes home to the small town, and it's, like, all small town high school reunion stuff, except their town has been taken over by a troll. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That was good. You know what was my favorite one? The one that I wrote for you? The Indiana Jones one? Yeah, so I am not a comedy writer, but 
as Luke will tell you, I am very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so was he, that too fast? Did I agree too fast? Yes, you agreed too fast, but I'm going to let it go. Uh, so I uh, was talking to him about a sketch idea that he had where he was talking about Indiana Jones, and uh, he sort of went off on this tangent about how he's going to write the sketch about Indiana Jones, and it was going to be about... Uh, actually, I don't even remember what your original sketch was. Uh, but whatever it was, at the end of you talking, I said, oh, I thought you were going to go in this completely other direction, and then I gave you the best sketch idea ever, which was Indiana Jones is not the only professor at his college to uh, go on these adventures, and so he, like, is constantly running into, like, the English professor or the, like, uh, geology professor or the chemistry professor, and they're all trying to, like, uh, one-up each other mm-hmm. and, like, get the whatever the prize is at the end so that they can yeah, it came bring out, glory. It came out very well. I have been told later that, uh, like, this is not an original idea, but I really enjoyed it. Well, like, it wasn't original because you got it from me. Boom, uh, boom. Like, in general, <laughs> I know, in I general know. like, taking the, like, pop culture uh, character and, uh, like, mirror, mirror uh, experiencing them. Mm-hmm. So... But it was fun. It was a good one. I liked it. It was your idea, and it worked. I was pretty proud of myself. I'm extra proud when I have a good idea that you write, and I don't have to write it. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't want to write anything. I just want to come up with ideas. Writing it is very hard. Yeah. So our friend Becky, who's officiating, is a mime. She is an artistic director for a mime troupe in New York. Uh, And so we go to all of her shows, and I love their, um, their, like, would you call them miniature plays? They're not really sketches. Uh, yeah, I mean... They're like five to eight minutes, usually. Yeah. And it tells, like, a full story. Uh, and so we love uh, watching a, sh- a mime show and then spending the entire subway ride back talking about how, like, oh, what if the ending was a little bit different? Or, like, oh, I didn't recognize, like, this part of the scene because, obviously, everything is mimed. So a lot of it is what you're, like, bringing to it from your imagination. Um, so a lot the, of the times you can see everything that's happening. Yeah. I mean, very occasionally they did one, uh, if you go to their website, bkbx.com, uh, they have a really excellent video where they do like evolution. They go from the big bang to like today. Um, it's super cool. Uh, but seeing it in person, I like missed a lot of stuff. So, that was one of the only ones where I was like, oh my god, I need to see it again. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that one, I saw the I saw the video before we saw it live. Oh, so that's probably I, I helpful. I could, like, follow along. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's my favorite thing, is coming up with ideas, not actually having to do the work to implement the ideas. Mm-hmm. That should uh, be a job. Well, in, in writing, it's often, uh, or, like, I found for a sketch, the re- one of the reasons why I kind of stopped doing it was... The ideas are very hard. It's hard to come up with like ideas that you like that you feel are worthy of writing up. And then, but once you come up with ideas, the writing it of it becomes a little bit less fun. Like when you're doing it for uh, like semi seriously, like you're doing it as a for like you're working to write. Yeah, it's like. Uh, there's sort of a standardized way of going through things, so it that makes it a little bit... It takes the spark out of it a little bit, where it's sort of like, 
uh, every a lot of the um, the UCB sort of school of sketch, like UCB SNL type, is uh, like adjective and uh, profession or whatever. So it's like uh, anxious astronaut, and then like you write everything about you write a bunch of a list about anxiety, like all the tropes about anxiety, and then you write a bunch of tropes about being an astronaut, and then you write a sketch where you put those two lists together. Or it's like Ocean's Eleven and uh, grocery store, and then just like a bunch of weird, like what's, like what's everyone gonna laugh about going to the grocery store, and then combine it with a bunch of heist things, and it's just sort of like smashing lists together. Uh, which I'm sure, it, like people who are very good at it, will not say that that is true. <laughs> but <laughs> that's like that was my experience. Yeah. So speaking, this is a, another tangent, and then we should probably wrap it up. But uh, you know, the old TV show, uh, what was it called? You got to like run through a grocery store and like take all the food. You had like five minutes. <laughs> Dash? No. Grocery grocery games. No. Uh, d- grocery is it? Does it have grocery in it? No. Supermarket sweep. Supermarket sweep. Oh my gosh, guys! Supermarket sweep is literally the best show ever. Uh, I if I could pick any game show that I could be on, I would pick Supermarket Sweep. Uh, I often when uh, I'm just daydreaming or like I'm really bored and trying to distract myself, will uh, conceive of a strategy to go through the Park Slope Food Co-op, which is our grocery store. Uh, like, how would I do Supermarket Sweep in the co-op? Like, what aisle would I go for? Like, where would I get the highest value stuff? Like, what would be the easiest stuff to, to take and what would be harder? What would I want to get that's, like, super expensive that I would never buy on my own? Because um, the whole concept is, like, multiple people do it and whoever gets the highest, like, monetary value of their total haul gets to keep everything that they put in their cart. So you want to, you want to pick expensive stuff, but you also want to pick stuff that you want personally. And I enjoy that show so immensely, and I really hope that they bring it back. Mm-hmm. I think it is guys' grocery games it's similar. Different, I think. I think they do cooking with oh, whatever they yeah, pull. That, right? They cook at the supermarket. Yeah, I just want to like get really expensive olives. So the game, <laughs> the, the I would really like to do American Gladiators, but not as not on the TV show. Like I would like to do it just play at a theme park. Yeah. You know? Um. But to do a game show, I would really like to do the one. Oh, Nigel's hungry. He's smashing his bowl around. He's That's really how he... interrupting this. I know. He's he's trying to let everybody know that this is his show. <laughs> he went for the bowl. I took it away from him, and he came back so that he could hit it to let us know he's hungry. Um, I would really like to do the one. I don't know if it had a name or if it was just like an element in other shows, but... Where you, uh, they put you inside one of those uh, lucite boxes, and then they turn on that fan, and then there's just dollar bills swirling around you. I feel like that's a fake part of a fake game show in Matilda. I think it's St- mo- sticky money. No, it's. I mean, like that's a real thing. <laughs> like people did do that. Uh, uh, that might have been in like Let's Make a Deal. I I think it was like a game that they do in other game shows, or also like when they would do the. Um, 
you know, before there was Powerball and like interstate lottery, mm-hmm. they would do like local lotteries yeah. and then like they would have that. Like somebody won and then like here's them, here's them grabbing their cash. Got it. I would really like to do that. I know it's probably against the rules, but immediately what I would do is take my shirt off and try to use it as a bag. <laughs> uh, that would have been funny. I think that we should make that dream happen for both of us. Both of ours are very achievable shows to be on. We do not have high hopes to be on, like, Survivor or, like, oh, God. Who, Guts. I would hate to be on Survivor. like, figure it out. All of my childhood shows are, like, who wants to be a millionaire? I don't want to be on any of that uh, shit. I just want to of, run through the grocery store and just, like, knock shit into my cart. <laughs> a lot of game shows seem very stressful. Uh, like, it's not fun to play the games. Yeah. I agree. Like, Amazing Race is doesn't seem fun. No, I completely agree. And it seems like, you, like you're not going to see any of the places you go anyway. And you're just going to learn to hate whoever your teammate is. Yeah. Because they're just going to slow you down, or they're going to do something wrong, or they're going to drive the r- wrong way on a Japanese highway, and you'll lose. And then it'll be their fault, and you'll never forgive them. Right. Which is why Luke and I did not get on the Amazing Race. Because our relationship is too strong. They want to break up marriages. Right, that's why... <laughs> that's why we didn't get on. <laughs> that's why we didn't get on. We yeah. also did not audition. No, we did. Remember we did a tape at the Big E? Oh, right. That was... I count that as not auditioning. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really auditioning, but... Anyways, okay. I think we should wrap it up, because clearly Nigel is very hungry. Uh, yeah. And we have so much more to talk about next episode, so... Stay tuned. We're going to come back to you. We're back on the back in the habit, mm-hmm. as they say in Sister Act. <laughs> Sister Act ever, 2, back in the habit. Do they ever say it? No, of course not. Oh. But obviously it's the best Sister Act, so you can you can infer from that what you will. They say they say the titular line in Rush Hour. Oh, do they? Yeah, like very close to the beginning when they kidnap the, the girl. The guy, they're like, why did the car stop? And the bad guy op- like sticks his head in the window and he goes, sorry. Rush hour. Oh, terrible. It's right at the beginning of the movie. Uh, okay, well, with that, uh, thanks for listening. You can contact us at wejupodcast at gmail.com. I mean, all of you know us, just just like text me. Yeah, you can text Luke. Uh, we're not going to give you his number. <laughs> you can also uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Are we on Stitcher? We are on Stitcher. Oh. You're welcome. Cool. <laughs> I feel like that's the cool way to listen to podcasts. I don't know how to use Stitcher. Well, it's for Androids, so. Oh. Okay. I mean, I, I, I downloaded it once to the iPhone. I just didn't really get it. Okay. Thanks, that's bye. That's the show. Bye. <laughs>